What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Unscripted Podcast. As promised, this is the second part of the conversation I had with Eduardo Alvarez. And uh, I want to thank you guys for all the support. Uh, you guys have been nothing but amazing to me. Please uh, follow us on Instagram and let us know what you think. Uh, podcast Unscripted, uh, just follow us, share, just tell your people how great the podcast is or show how bad <laughs> the podcast is either or please share let us know what you think on the gram let's do it guys come on it's a privilege to be here by the way mm-hmm. it's a it's a big honor am i your first guest no you're my second you were you 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 were going to be the first but you, you stay faking bro I see where our, our friendship stands. Yeah, so tell us about you, man. Who are you? Um, tell, what's your name? So my name is Eduardo Alvarez. Okay. Um, I'm from Honduras. I'm 27 years old. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's your IG, man? You got to tell the people where to find you. Yeah, guys, if you guys uh, if you guys find me interesting, feel free to add me on Instagram at uh, Eduardo Alvarez Fitness. Okay. Let me double check that real quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that happens to me all the time. Yeah, yeah. So it's Eduardo Alvarez Fitness. So at E-D-U-A-R-D-O-A-L-V-A-R-E-Z-F-I-T-N-E-S-S. Wow, that was really long. That's a long one. I'm <laughs> telling you, the struggle's been trying to come up with a... Uh, dang. Yeah, no, no. no. The, the struggle's been, honestly, with this whole... The fitness thing that I've been doing, the the biggest struggle is trying to come up with with a name. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I'm just not very creative, right? At the end of the day, you got to come up with something that's going to stick. But for now, Eduardo Alvarez Fitness. I mean, it's just me and my fitness journey, basically. So, have you? How many times have you thought about changing it? Like, I know you thought about it, man. Bro, it's been what I I've always done fitness, right? I've always done something related to it, but. In terms of a name, I've been thinking about it for about two years and a half. <laughs> <laughs> two years and nothing stick. Uh, so we used to have this funny, funny kind of saying back in college that we would say uh, "alegría," um, just as a form of expression. Um, okay. In terms of like playing with alegría, living life to the fullest. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I kind of wanted to do something with that, but then it kind of just sounds kind of corny in a way yeah right it doesn't really sound like so you're more into like teaching people how to like you know work out and stuff like that yeah in a way so the way i like to approach fitness um i i want everyone to understand that fitness doesn't have to be gruesome it doesn't have to be intense Uh fitness can be literally you get up and go for a walk okay right it's relative i think what could be hard for me may be super easy for someone else okay. and then what's easy for me could be super hard for someone else right so wherever your fitness level stands okay whether that's you're a beginner and you just like to walk uh-huh. let that be your fitness okay right that's that's what i want people to to kind of get when they train for me like i'm never going to judge anyone okay um based on their fitness level uh-huh. so if you walk if you do yoga if you meditate um as long as you're being active i think that's the best um form of exercise that you can do yeah but your background is with soccer right yeah so i grew up playing soccer okay um, i was like what i was probably two years when okay. i started playing soccer and my dad was always big into playing football 
so I mean he was pretty good himself and mm-hmm. that j- I just kind of picked it up from there and it was pretty yeah it was like love at first sight so what, what what like what like how did you drift away from soccer in a way like to just kind of like fitness and stuff like that you know because you could have easily just decided like to train people because you you've done that before and what what this what happened to you or what what made you want to just do fitness in general not just soccer yeah dude so to answer that is a pretty long answer uh-huh. but in short essentially after i was done playing soccer in the united states um because of my visa situation i had to decide whether or not i wanted to continue uh-huh. to pursue a dream okay that was going to be hard to achieve not because of the talent but more because of my visa situation okay um So it got to a point where I was like, well, I can pursue this dream that, you know, could lead me to whatever path. Mm-hmm. But also being a student in the United States as an F1 student visa, mm-hmm. I needed to remain in the country. And okay. the only way to remain in the country was to go get a job. Okay. So I was kind of stuck in a weird place where if I continued my dream of playing soccer, I would run out of a status and potentially have to leave the country Or I could just get a job and prolong my stay for another year. Oh, wow. So okay. when I had to think about that and make that decision, I ultimately made what I think was the best decision. Mm-hmm. Um, so I eventually just, you know, started looking for a job. And you can't really do both okay. um, once you're full time in corporate America. I mean, it's a nine to five. Right. So I kind of slowly drifted away from my soccer career. I always had it in the back of my mind that I would eventually go back okay into it but as you know the older you get Mm -hmm. the harder it becomes to go back into that circle okay and then eventually dude it was like it was honestly like a mental struggle for me Mm -hmm. um not being able to do what i love and i felt that i had lost my identity as a human being and that's super hard because my whole life Mm -hmm. i was eduardo alvarez the guy who is really good at soccer okay And now that soccer thing mm-hmm. that you've held on for 21 years of your life, okay. now it's gone. Oh, wow. Right? Yeah. It's, it's No one cares about you anymore because truly all my friendships, all the connections, mm-hmm. anyone that ever helped me was okay. in that soccer circle. Mm-hmm. Now that I've been removed from that, it's like, who are you? Mm. Right? In, embarking in that journey of understanding who you are outside of that sport it's so lonely so mentally okay i was fucked i uh-huh. was I, w- i was super fucked and, and the way i always explain that is i wouldn't ever say that i was depressed but i think i was heading towards a dark place in my life where if i would have allowed myself mm-hmm. to just kind of sit still okay and and let my mind wander i would have been depressed yeah right? and and at what time like what when did it click that you know that it was it was that you were going the wrong path like when did it click for you so it's funny so i graduated uh elon university where i went to school i graduated early so for anyone that thought i wasn't good at school i graduated early <laughs> <laughs> so yeah no, no no so i graduated early so usually you graduate in may i graduated in january so a couple months early and then i actually ended up getting a job in atlanta So I think I was, I graduated in January, but February I was living in Atlanta. 
and I had a, a business to business job, uh, which is a sales job essentially, right? And then after a few weeks, I I realized like, oh my god, mm-hmm. this nine to five is not going to cut it. This is brutal. I hate it. Right. And I, I I remember I was working one day, and we had taken a trip to Alabama. So if you know anything about business to business sales, you're literally going from business to business trying to sell this particular person something that they don't want. Yeah. And you, I would go into a business, I would be like, hey, do you want to buy this? And I mean, nine times out of 10, they'd be like, dude, get out of my store. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So I remember uh, it was during lunch. Earlier that morning, my car had broken down. Mm-hmm. So I was already like kind of ticked off about that. Mm-hmm. And then later that day around noon, um, one of my friends called me. Okay. And he was like, yo, what's up, dude? Like, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, dude, I'm just at work. I'm having lunch in my car in Alabama in the middle of nowhere. Wow. And he was actually playing for a professional team down in Texas. And we had graduated at the same time. Mm-hmm. And and I was like, how are you? And he goes, oh, we just got out of training. You know, uh, we're just kind of hanging out. And mm-hmm. I was like, and mentally, I was like, damn. Right. Like, what? At some point, we were together, and mm-hmm. you're chasing your dream, and here I am stuck in this like shitty place, right? So that day, um, I basically told him that I was like, "Damn, that kind of sucks, right?" Like, right. or that's great for you guys, but it kind of sucks for me that I'm I'm in this shitty spot. And he goes, "Dude, you graduated last month. Uh-huh. I think you're rushing too fast into this whole like new life." Gotcha. And that kind of clicked for me. Uh-huh. And I literally, bro, like at twelve. I said, F this, I'm going back home. Mm. And we were in Alabama. That's around like nine hours back to where I'm from, Greensboro, North Carolina. So without hesitation, without anything, I said, all right, let me go from Alabama, go back to Atlanta, pick up my stuff, and I'm going to go back to Greensboro, and I'm going to rethink this whole situation. Right? So I drive back to Atlanta, get my stuff. My roommate's like, oh, where are you going? I'm like, bro, I'm going back home. Wow. And he's like, what about your job? I'm like, I, I can't do that job anymore, mm-hmm. man. Like, yeah. And he's like, oh, man, like this sucks. And I was like, hey, yeah, don't worry. I'll pay you for the rent till you can find someone here. Mm-hmm. Like, it's all good. So he was super cool about it. We actually went to school together. So that was fun. I ended up going back home. My mom's excited. My parents are, you know, you know they right. kind of want to have you around as well. Okay. Um, so eventually I kind of not do anything for about like two weeks, mm-hmm. two, three weeks. And I started getting into a bad habit of just kind of like, I wasn't doing anything throughout the day. And then at night I had all this energy. Mm -hmm. So since I didn't do anything throughout the day, I would just kind of stay awake the whole night. Yeah. And I would end up watching Netflix. Mm -hmm. And then one day, bro, I literally stayed up all night. Okay. And it's 6 Uh a.m. Right. 6 a.m. Birds are chirping. You can see the, the sun creeping through my window mm-hmm. and I'm thinking all right time to go to bed and then something that that morning something clicked and mm-hmm. it was like what are you doing bro mm-hmm. it's six in the morning <laughs> like why are you just now going to bed yeah right like there's there's like my neighbors are like waking up everyone's That's like crazy. going to work yeah, yeah, yeah. so it was that day that I I literally just woke up and I said I don't know why, but I'm going to go down to the to the local goals gym. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get a membership and I'm just going to make it a habit to wake up early in the morning and go get my workout in. Mm. 
right? And yeah. that's how it started. Essentially, just I woke up one morning and I said, enough is enough of this whole like, what if I would have made it? What if, you right. know, whatever. And I said, let me take care of my body. Let me take care of my mental state. Mm-hmm. And the way I only, the way I knew how to do that was through physical fitness, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's how it started. It was yeah. one day I just started like, to wake up and that was it's it. like everything fell into like place because like your friend's call sounds like it was just meant to be, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, and honestly, he's one of my best friends here in the United States. And uh-huh. for him to tell me like, dude, we just graduated like a month ago. Mm-hmm. You're not going to figure out life yeah. in a couple of weeks. So he was, he was playing professional in Texas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he, he uh, uh, with the visa as well? So, yeah. So he had, no, 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 no. He wasn't on a visa. He was, uh, he had DACA. Okay. So with the DACA situation, I think you still take an international pass. So mm-hmm. for anyone who doesn't understand like soccer mm-hmm. related terms, like when you're international and you want to play in the United States, they need to give you a, in a way like a, like a visa for you to play. Okay. But the, the reason it becomes so hard for international place to play in the United States is you're basically taking an international spot. That's what it is, an actual visa. You're, you take an international spot on the okay. team. Mm-hmm. So if you think about international spots, you're thinking you're competing against people, foreigners from all over the world, right? Yeah. So it's not like I live in the United States, I'm a citizen of the United States, mm-hmm. I can just join any team. Right. You only get limited spots with international spots, so not every team has one, so he had one of those. Okay, so yeah. like, does it vary for like, depending on the team and the budget for the team and all of that? Yeah, I think, um, I may be wrong, but there's every team has a set amount of international passes, mm, right? Okay. And um, they kind of give it out. So, but what is that? What is it? What is the influence on those spots? Like, but you have to be good. You no, can't. no, no, like for the team, how come one team gets more than one other team? I don't think they get more. I think everyone has the same amount of international uh-huh. passes. The way it turns out to be, though, maybe you signed a player that has a three-year contract. Okay. Obviously, if you come in that window of his three years, that's one less international pass for you. Mm. Right? So that's why I think when I... I mean, I ended up going on trial before this whole 9-to-5 fiasco stuff. Um, and there, I mean, I went to a team that had inter, international passes available. Okay. Right? Um, so, I mean, it just kind of plays out to what team you go to and where their contracts are okay. are at with international players. Oh, okay. Okay. So, uh, what do you what are you doing now? Are you like I see we've seen that you train people and then you're helping people get into shape and all of that. Do you think that you chose just general fitness instead of just like training people in soccer because like kind of reminds you where you were like, you know, you're still trying to like get over that a little bit, you know? No, so I do I do both. Um, the thing is when with soccer is so specific, mm-hmm. right? Like you can't just train the the everyday person in soccer, mm. right? It's not like you can just go to your local gym and say, "Hey, yeah. I'm a uh, I'm a trainer, right? I'm a, I can do one on one sessions with uh-huh. you." Mm-hmm. And the guy's just like, "Dude, I'm 30." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not trying to go yeah. pro, right? <laughs> uh, so with when you do like one on one soccer training, you're looking at a different demographic, right? You're looking at right. little. Looking at young kids, or people, kids in high school. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've had when I was at Elon, I was training probably around like twelve young guys, mm-hmm. um, a couple of high school kids, and then eventually I started transitioning into training some college kids. Okay, uh, but then when I moved to Charlotte, mm-hmm. kind of I lost all those connections, and then like you right. said, right? I, 
in a way, I don't think I ever wanted to get away from the sport, uh-huh. right? Because I love it. It's like my first love, you know. Right. It, it's basically giving me everything in life. But it's, it requires a lot of energy, right? You got to look for fields. You got to look for balls. You got to look for people who are committed to those times. Right. Uh, and then fitness, who, I mean, like think about our demographics. Like right. The, the 23 to 30-year-old. Okay. Who in that demographic doesn't want to get fit? Right. Right. Do you think it would be different if soccer was bigger in the U.S.? No. no? I think I think there's a big uh, there's a big niche in that. I think a lot of people do. They make, you know, they make a, a shit ton of money uh-huh. training kids now. You just got to find it. Right. The problem is, like, you got to have you. you I think you honestly have to love to train kids. Mm. You have to love to train That's because it's not thinking, easy. Yeah. It's not easy, right? You got to put in a lot of time. I think where I was at, I kind of enjoyed training the older kids, like mm-hmm. the kids who are in high school. Uh-huh. Because I I think when I played soccer, I was more of a tactical person. Okay. Right? Like, I want you to understand the basics. I want you to understand the fundamentals, the passing, how to, you know, how to receive the ball, how to position right. yourself, receive the ball. I wanted to give you, like, that tactical analysis of, this is where you have the ball. Mm-hmm. All right. So yeah. these are your options. Nine yeah. times out of 10, choose this one. Mm-hmm. Right. If that doesn't work, you always know that you have this one in your back pocket. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where my creativity comes in. Mm-hmm. But obviously, when you're training a, a five-year-old, right. a six-year-old, they don't care about that. Yeah, they're yeah, just yeah. trying to kick the ball. At the end exactly. of the day, right? Like, there's not much that you can basically do. Right, right. So everything that you like set up now for your trainings and you know your when you train someone does it like base off from like what you learned in soccer when you were like training or you just when you started you just kind of like did your research and you know start from zero yeah dude i mean like um you gotta i I think it's gone into phases in my life so when i first started working out uh it was a lot of like soccer specific workouts Mm -hmm. it was a lot of cardio a lot of cardio a lot of uh, agility a lot of jumps you know what you would typically do during preseason mm-hmm. in a football preseason mm-hmm. and then i started learning more about like bodybuilding like just your classic bodybuilding you know right. like bicep curls mm-hmm. uh, flies and stuff like that so i then started transitioning into learning more about bodybuilding and then whenever i train someone i would focus on what i have learned right with bodybuilding Okay. Right. The one thing I would never do though was train someone in something that I hadn't done before. So, if I was training someone doing box jumps, it was because I had done box jumps and now I kind of understand how that works. Right. So, if I was training someone with something soccer specific, it was because I had done it. Mm-hmm. So, I think like through phases. So, when I first started, it was very soccer specific. Okay. So, anyone I trained, they probably did, did soccer soccer specific uh-huh. training. When okay. I went into bodybuilding, and I know you remember when we used to work out together, uh-huh. it was a lot of, right. hey, let's go in there and let's hit arms, let's hit mm-hmm. shoulders, let's hit back. Right. right. And it was a lot of like from point A to point B. Okay. Right. Yeah. Like a bicep curl mm-hmm. at the end to the top, at the end to the top. So it was a lot of that. And now it's kind of transitioned into, I think it's my favorite training style, Okay. which is what we did tonight, uh-huh. where it's, I like to think it's like, cross training where you're doing a lot of like high intensity interval training so you're doing a run 
then you're combining that bodybuilding you're doing okay. bench you're doing squats it it's like it, i like it because it elevates your heart rate uh-huh right yeah but yeah, then yeah. it also allows you to work under stress mm. right what do i mean by that it allows you to kind of break down those muscles even more mm-hmm. because i think with and don't get me wrong i think anything that you do is great mm-hmm. but when you can i i just think like whenever you get on the bench right let's go right. on a bench anyone can bench yeah right? not everyone can bench when you're tired mm. when you're fatigued so yep. let's say like you we we get on the treadmill we run for a minute mm-hmm. right now you have elevated your heart rate uh-huh now if i tell you to go do that bench right now yeah. you're at the bench and you're breathing hard yeah now that weight feels heavier because you're kind of you know you're, you're kind of trying to figure out where you stand with your heart rate yeah so all that kind of makes it interesting so i feel like now a lot of my training specific stuff is around that yeah and i've seen a lot of results with how it. did you like how did you learn most of your stuff like how did you start like how did you you know trial and error right um mm-hmm. like i think like anyone now like everything's online yeah right i think everything's online so whether it was on on Instagram, on YouTube, Googling stuff, obviously doing your own research, and then trying it for myself, right? Right. So, I mean, like when we used to work out together, we used to do bodybuilding stuff, and that got us some results, mm-hmm. right? But then what I noticed was, man, like, this is great, but also whenever we go play 7v7 soccer, mm-hmm. I am gassing out within mm-hmm. the first 10 minutes, right? So then I kind of started going through Instagram, learning more about how can I get my um, fitness levels up. And I actually started looking at football players. Okay. Right? Like American football players. Mm-hmm. And, and sp- very specifically, Saquon Barkley. Okay. All right. If you don't know him, look him up. He's a yeah. beast. He Be- plays in New York, right? Yeah, he plays with the Giants. And I just never understood how he could be so muscular, but yet be so fast and dynamic on the field. Okay. Right. Is that something like you bring it with you or like, can you train for that or what? Well, that's, that's the thing Mm -hmm. because when you play football, like soccer, Mm -hmm. it's always like, oh, you have to be lean. You Mm -hmm. have to be very lean because you got to be agile to move from side to side. You got to be able to track. Right. Which in a way it makes sense. Mm -hmm. But then football players like, like Saquon Barkley, he can just cut and move and he's super quick. He can jump high. He can take hits. And I was just like, man, something doesn't add up here, right? Right. So I started learning more down that route and how football players work. And I actually got in touch with uh, one of uh, one of our players in our college that played football. And he sent me their summer conditioning program. Okay. And now I didn't do it, right? I just kind of wanted to see how they programmed their workouts throughout okay. the summer. And then I took that knowledge uh-huh. and then I started essentially clearing out my Instagram feed uh-huh. of all these people that I used to follow that were doing just your regular bodybuilding point A to point B because when you do bodybuilding, that doesn't necessarily translate into the field. Right. Right, because that's very static. Okay. Right, you're losing a lot of mobility. You're right. losing a lot of agility with that. So I started kind of following more football players, mm-hmm. um, following a lot of CrossFit athletes, just a lot of people who were doing that cross training element mm-hmm. and that's when i saw that it opened up a new world where i was like oh man like i can take this right and if you if you tailor it correctly 
it translates into the field. Mm. And now I think I think the best way people should train. And again, if you do do whatever you want to do, right? But the best way to train is to train like an athlete. Okay. Right, because an athlete is going to train to prevent injury Mm -hmm. and to perform. Mm. Right. Yeah, makes sense. And then when you train to prevent injury and to prevent and to perform, you also gotta eat to prevent injury. That is the biggest issue, I think. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Right. And eighty percent of the time, you gotta eat correctly. right? Right. A lot of us don't eat right. Right. Which is why, like we don't necessarily see the results we want. But mm-hmm. as an athlete, you got to eat right, which yeah. then gives you that aesthetic look, right? Mm-hmm. You want right, the six right, pack? Right. Yeah. Right. You got to have the complete package, right? So yes. for us, like even though we don't play a lot of soccer nowadays, right. we still play that 7v7 on Tuesdays, mm-hmm. right? And we're doing a lot of cutting. We're doing a lot of tracking back, Yeah. right? Just so that people know it's, 77 co-ed <laughs> yeah 77 co-ed. so it's not too serious <laughs> yeah. but even though right you get it translates into that yeah before when i was just doing like your everyday bodybuilding it was man i would gas out bro it was yeah. like five minutes in i'm like man like this is crazy like why am i gassed out B- because i was thinking oh mm-hmm. you're working out okay right when you think you're working out you're thinking oh i'm fit mm-hmm, right mm-hmm but not necessarily. You're you're working out in that regard, in that element, which okay. doesn't translate into this new element that you were talking about, which mm. is soccer. Right? Now, I feel like it, it's kind of more tailored into that. Yeah. Right? And now I can run for 25, for 50 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I get tired, right? Right. But it's not as bad as it used to be. Mm. Yeah. So, like, do you think, like, for example, like someone that's, never touched the dumbbell in their life and they're 25 you know you think they will put in how much time do you think it will take them to actually like get in somewhat shape you know yeah i mean it depends on your starting point you know right. so, like, where are you at like for example if let's say we take your average 25 year old right you're probably you don't want to spend six days a week in the gym mm-hmm. right let's just say that you're busy right so as a 25 year old you probably have a job you probably don't have enough time to go six days a week, right? Right. So I would say, hey, start by doing two days a week, three days a week, mm-hmm. right? And get in and get out. What does that mean? 45 minutes to an hour at the gym. Right. Don't go in there and get on the treadmill and go for 45 minutes to an hour and then think, oh, now I got to live. Don't make it this whole like strenuous process, right? right. Just go in, do whatever you want to do, make it fun and get out. Okay. Right. And then the next day, work out a different body part. Right. Mm-hmm. You hear like, so on Mondays, people do like chest day or whatever it may be. Right. Do, do, pick a body part, get on Instagram, get on YouTube and, and look at how to work out that particular body part. Mm-hmm. Take three or four exercises, do four sets of 12. Mm-hmm. Right. And do that on Monday. On Wednesday. Right. Right. After you rest it Tuesday, again, pick a different body part. Mm-hmm. Four, four, like four reps of twelve, right? After, add a couple of exercises there. Do that forty-five minutes, right? Then go back Friday. Do the mm-hmm. same thing. Pick a different body part. Right now, not only are you getting into the gym, but you're also learning different exercises, mm-hmm. so that the next week, you know, oh, I can do this. I can do that. And yeah. also look around. Look around the people around yeah. you. It's it's something I've noticed, like, and it's something that I used to think, like, when 
when I first back in the day when I was going to the gym, I was so worried about people looking at me at the gym. But one thing I realized is like nobody's like everybody's on their own thing. Like nobody's actually looking at you. If you like do something funny or anything, nobody's actually gonna look. You know, it's like eventually someone's gonna look and just like what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, you know? no, I remember. So when I first started going to the Gold's Gym, uh, so Gold's Gym is like a bodybuilding like, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, yeah, gym, right? Yeah, yeah. So I remember when I first started going to Gold's Gym, I would do forty-five minutes of cardio every day (laughs) and it wasn't like your nice and easy cardio it was interval training which was like in soccer you do like like you go for two minutes at an easy pace Mm -hmm. then you go hard for one minute then you bring it down to two minutes for a moderate pace wow and you do that for 45 (laughs) minutes right so i was sweating bro and then like i it obviously the treadmills are always in the back of the building Uh uh-huh and towards the front that's where you have those mirrors. <laughs> right. And that's intimidating, bro. Because, yeah. you know, I was skinny back in the day. I was like 155 pounds. And I would look at, at everyone working out in front of the mirrors. Mm-hmm. And they were all like buff. They were so big. <laughs> and I was like, oh, there's no chance you can How much do you weigh now? Now I weigh, because uh, I'm cutting, like 198. 198? But, yeah. The biggest what I ever walk got, around? Walk around. Well, it depends what I'm doing, right? But uh, recently when I was bulking, I got to 210. Okay. 210 pounds. It's the heaviest I've ever been. Mm-hmm. And then the leanest I've ever been was when I was playing soccer. And it was 155. Damn. Yeah. That's so, crazy. Yeah, that's insane. So, I mean, like, I think, like, my best weight, though, is probably like 180. 180? Yeah, just lean, lean muscular. Is that, like, eating right or just, like... Yeah, so... I mean, typically when you bulk up, you got to eat a lot more. And the way I like to bulk up is be clean, but then also don't don't be afraid of eating, you know, like your pizza, your burger, whatever. Like mm-hmm. indulge. Like I'm trying to gain weight. Yeah. Right. I'm in a calorie surplus. Right. Which means I'm eating more than what I'm working out. Right. Which allows me to gain weight. Now, if I'm leaning out, I'm going to eat less. I'm going to be healthier. So to get to that 180 i gotta clean up the diet i gotta exercise i gotta you know i gotta put in more time into that so it does require more effort but definitely your body and mind feel better yeah you know like you you did mention like social media like played plays a long uh, like a very important part and you know learning working out and stuff but do you think like it also like affects in a way of people when they start working out because they see all this like perfect bodies and online and stuff like how do you for someone that's struggling because it's like oh look at that guy you know it's like perfect like packs a perfect six pack it's like how do you how would you recommend for like how would you recommend or how would you tell someone it's like hey don't worry about that you know it's like don't don't look at what they see like they've probably been working on it for years and everything my question is out of 100 percent of the people that are posting workouts and videos how you know how true is what they do like they don't cheat you know it's like bro honestly like i was when i first so i got instagram like my sophomore year in college which is pretty late Uh uh-huh right so i didn't really do much on instagram but then when i started getting into fitness i obviously started looking at other bodybuilders and Mm -hmm. like you said like they were all cut like talking about six pack eight packs one percent body fat Mm -hmm. and it was like oh if i work out i'm going to look like that Oh, let's do this. Yeah. And it's like, bro, no chance. Yeah. Right? Not because eighty percent of what you see on social media is fake. Right? Mm. Let's just put that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when I was younger, I didn't understand that. 
right? Mm-hmm. Because they're talking about, hey guys, like uh, do this, do that, hit this workouts, take these supplements, and you're going to look like me. Yeah. Right. But what you don't understand is like the fitness industry is so dirty mm-hmm. that a lot of those girls, a lot of those guys, they're all taking something. Yeah. Right. Whatever that mm-hmm. something is, they're taking something. And it's funny, and I'm a, I'm gonna shut him out right now. My friend Bush, uh, I was like, he was a trainer down in Miami. And honestly, he's the one that kind of taught me like about the cutting, about the bulking, around how to count your macros and all this stuff. And uh, I was like, hey, bro, like if I work out, am I going to look like this guy? And Mm -hmm. he goes, bro, get the fuck out of here. (laughs) What are you talking about? And I'm like, bro, this guy's natural. What are you talking about? He goes, bro, his skin is literally like this guy would like do this one thing when he would like flex his abs so he would have like an eight pack then he would kind of like pull his skin Mm -hmm. and you could see like you know if you pull your skin right now bro there's water in there right it's thick right his he could just stretch it out that's crazy right think Mm -hmm. about like i don't i don't even know how to explain that but he could just stretch it out and i was like yeah dude but he's natural and my friend bush was like bro he's on steroids right he's on roids and i was like Wait, what? <laughs> he's on Insta- on his stories. He's telling me that if I work out and I do these exercises and worst of all, bro, if I buy his workout plan or his oh meal plan, God. I'm going to look like him. And Bush was like, yeah, no, no. That's not <laughs> Did you ever spend some money in a, in a, wor- in a workout never, plan? Never, never, never. And um, when I after I talked to Bush, uh-huh. uh, I started looking more into if they were real or not. Okay. And uh, you can find a lot of a lot of stuff on Instagram. I mean, through Google to see if they're real or not. Uh-huh. And then once I realized that it was all fake and it was all bogus, mm-hmm. I unfollowed them. Yeah. Right. And I think, I think that's the best thing you can do. You gotta, as much as, as many things that are fake on Instagram, there's a people that are genuine. Right. Right. Okay. And mm-hmm. you're going to be able to tell the people who are genuine. Mm. Right. Cause they're constantly putting their workout videos. They're constantly like actually working out, bro. Right. And they're not going to look like Greek gods. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, like, I have a couple of friends that are just net genetically gifted. Yeah. Where they're just like a masterpiece. Yeah. Right. Like they, they're just like their body is just that, and you're gonna have some outliers like that. Okay. But for the most part, bro, like your pecs are not gonna be big. Your biceps are not gonna be so cut. Like mm-hmm. your abs, you won't have an eight pack. Right. 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 So. I think where, where, where fitness lies is honestly what's in between the ears, mm-hmm. right? Like your brain, that mental stimulation that you put put your body through. I think that's where the real focus should be. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, I mean, the aesthetics, it is what it is. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's just about like training your mind, right? Controlling your mind, controlling the thoughts during a workout. Because as you know, yeah, a workout gets tough. And you're thinking in there, man, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. Or oh man, I'm about to throw up, right? <laughs> and you get that feeling and you get those butterflies and it's either uh, sink or swim at that point, right? Like you either finish your workout or you call it quits. Yeah. And whichever decision you make, that's something you're going to have to live with for the mm-hmm. rest of the day. Yeah. And ultimately, it is. it doesn't really matter. But if you continue to push through mm-hmm. and you make that a habit, yeah, right? You get better at fitness but then you also take that mental stimulation and you turn it and you use it in your everyday life. Yeah. Yeah. When I first, when, when I was learning about like different body types and all this stuff, man, is because I thought, I literally thought when I was growing up, 
if I work out and I worked out every day, I was going to look like, you know, the people in the magazines every day. But yeah. then you start learning into different body types and your the food that you eat, your genes and all of that. Man, it's 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 a it's a lot to learn, you know, and a lot to the but the hardest thing for me is kind of like understand my body which I think that I'm still trying to understand it, you know, because, like, to this day, I don't know when my body is, like, telling me to rest. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, and then when I find out, it's, like, on Tuesdays, for example, like, I started working out, like, now I'm starting to work out Sundays, and then on Monday, and Tuesdays, I feel good. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go play. And then when I'm, like, 10 minutes in, bro, like, I can barely breathe. Yeah. And and I haven't run anything, but I feel, like, tired, you know? And I feel like that's a way, like, I, I'm starting to, like, learn my body a little better, yeah. you know, to, like, hear it a little better. It's like, yo, like, you know, relax. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, right? Through, through your fitness journey, the biggest takeaway that I think everyone has is you understand your body. Yeah. You understand, like, if you eat this, right. you're either going to feel really good or you're going to feel really shitty. Mm-hmm. Right? If you drink a lot of water you're going to feel really good or really shitty. Like you just start to understand your body more. Right. And that's where, honestly, when you start understanding your body, that's when st- stuff starts clicking for you uh-huh. because you realize, Oh, I ate this and I feel good. Let me keep doing this. And right. then your body's like, Hey dude, let's continue to eat this. Cause this is actually like making me feel good. Right. And then when you go back and eat something shitty, mm-hmm. your body's like, Oh man, like what are we doing here? And then you take note of that. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's just about literally, man, just like I always tell people, like, just enjoy the journey. Right. It's a long one. It's a lonely one. But just enjoy it, bro. Because at the yeah. end of the day, like I always tell people, like everything in this life, we've we, we've become so accustomed to everything so replaceable. Right. Like think about the amount of shoes people have. Right. Think about the amount of mm-hmm. clothes, cars. I mean, like anything you want, you can just get it multiple times. Right. But yeah, yeah. you only get one body. Mm. Right? You only get one body, and a lot of people mistreat that body. So much, yeah. Right. I mean, I, I, I gave a presentation to where I work, uh-huh. and I had to present to the company. And uh, one of the examples I gave was when you, take, when you go fill up your car. Okay. Right? And I'm a, let's, let's give an example right here. What kind of uh, gas do you put in your car? Me? I put regular gas, man. All right. Uh-huh. Would you ever put anything else in it? Anything else? Yeah. Um. No, not really. Why not? Because it's expensive, right? It's pricey. And probably because I don't think I need anything more because I have a regular car. And also, you could fuck up that car if you put right. something else. Yeah, to that true. Right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, now, let's, change, let's take that concept and let's put it to your body. Okay. You know, I mean, deep down, I think we all kind of understand what we should be eating, what we should be drinking, the way... the the amount of sleep that we should be getting. Right. Now, why don't we do that? Because I think it's because of convenience. You know, people don't want to cook. You know, it's hard to cook. And number two is like, it's expensive to, you know, like to cook the like good food. Like if you go to like organic place, which, you know, quote unquote organic, you know, how much are you going to spend compared to buying all this processed chicken nuggets at Walmart? You know what I mean? You can buy a whole pack for, like I guess, $5 compared to going to Whole Foods and buying, like, chicken breast, organic, grass-fed, and everything. It's going to cost you, like, $30-plus, yeah. you know? 
So with that being said, though, let's let's use an iPhone. How much is an iPhone? An iPhone worth like a thousand dollars, right? Yeah. And how like how often are people buying iPhones? A lot. Oh yeah, right? every day. And people are, don't really care too much about just dropping a thousand dollars on an iPhone, right? But they're so worried about dropping a hundred dollars on true. clean food. Yes, yes, yes. Right yeah. where it's, dude. You if your iPhone breaks, mm-hmm. Apple has more. Yeah, for sure. If your body breaks. That's it. <laughs> what happens, bro? That's it. Yeah. Right. But but at the end of the day, like, trust me, like, I'm guilty of it, too. Like, at some point, like, I was like, man, like, I don't want to buy all these groceries. Like, it's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Right. But honestly, like, if you're buying a lot of, let's say, like, dude, right now I'm probably spending, worst case scenario, let's say, like, $300 a month. Yeah. I'm if I go, if I go to the store mm-hmm. and I do, like, a grocery haul, mm-hmm. I'm not going to spend more than $300. Right, right, mm-hmm. and that's actually pretty cheap, right? I yeah. think, right? Maybe not, but I, when you're talking about your body, you only get one body, bro. Yeah. That's I think, and and you got to look at it about it's not an expense, mm-hmm. it's an investment, right? Right, because right now we're young. Like if you're in your twenties, your body's ticking the way it should tick, mm-hmm. right? You you're 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 okay. Right. The problem becomes when that that body uh-huh. is being mistreated, and then you're thirty. Yeah. And now, now you got some aches. Yeah. Now you're forty. Now your knees are kind of hurting. Mm-hmm. Now you're fifty. Now you got that lower back, bro. Yeah. Now you got diabetes. Yes. Now all that shit you're putting your body in your twenties uh-huh. is coming to bite you in the ass. Yeah, I mean, right? COVID thought as well with that, man. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like. Yeah, yeah, all these are expenses and you can think of them as expenses, but think about it as an investment. Okay. Right? You're investing into your body because down that line, if you're healthy, if you're if you're mentally fit, if you're physically fit, that's all going to prolong life, right? If all stays equal, right? Like you yeah. could potentially just die tomorrow. Yeah, but yeah. <clears throat> if all stays equal, it's an investment. Yeah. Right? Think about it. Like I I, I feel like there's this big misconception of like, you know, if, if I invest in myself now, like, why does it matter? Like, yeah, I feel like people need to invest in their bodies just the same way we invest in iPhones and cars and clothes, like use that money and put it to yourself. Whether that's like, it doesn't even have to be like clean eating, bro. If you need counseling because mentally you, you're on stable, go get it. That's yeah. an investment because if you can fix that, you're going to live a better life. Yeah. But do you think, like, how would you, let's say they give you the keys to the city. It's like, Eduardo, like, wh- where do you think we should start teaching people how to treat their bodies better and eat better? Where do you think it needs to start? Well, I mean, if you, I mean, we both went to school here, right? I yeah. mean, like, look at cafeteria. Yeah. Where you had, pe- what, what did you have? Pizza. Mm-hmm. You had chicken sandwiches. You had hot dogs, corn dogs. I mean, what they feed you is shit. And like when you think about PE class, what did you do? You played basketball. And I know there was like a semester where you did like health, but what yeah. did you really learn in health? Like, yeah, I feel like you can start teaching about about stuff around wellness, mm-hmm. right? Um, and people would learn more. Obviously, when you're young, you probably don't give a shit either way. Yeah, right. So I just think it's something that it has to start with your family, right? I know that my parents weren't clean eaters okay right obviously now they're kind of paying for that in terms of like health related issues and mm-hmm. luckily 
it could be a lot worse, right? But I think overall they're pretty healthy. But you know they struggle here and there, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with being overweight and stuff. Uh, but I think it, it starts with you, right? If yeah. if if I'm so if I'm like aware of anything, or if I'm aware of like the mental challenges that come with a bad diet, yeah, the physical challenges to come with a bad diet, and I, if I make those changes now, my family is going to be able to avoid those mistakes, right? So mm-hmm. everything I'm learning now is not only for me, dude. It's like when I have a, a a family in the future, like all these things that I'm doing, all these habits that I'm creating, I'm hoping to pass down. Yeah. Right? And that that not only does that include family, but also includes your friends. Okay. Right? Because if you have questions, you can say, hey, let me, you know, let me Google it. Let me ask... Eduardo, let me ask someone in my circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now you got all this information that's easily available to you, right? Because you kind of know a little bit about it. Mm-hmm. What's uh like out of all the people that you you've been trained that you work with training? What's one common thing that everyone struggles with? Like, if you had to pick one thing, that it's they the should... mental aspect. Yeah, yeah. It's it's crazy because when you think about working out, it's everything's physical, right? Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it comes down to Everyone, after you work out a week, okay, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, whatever it may be, there comes a day, dude, when you're like, oh, man, I'm tired. Yeah. I okay. am tired today. I, you know, it's been a stressful day at work. Mm-hmm. You know, let me just text, uh, let me text Eduardo real quick and say, hey, man, it's been a long day. I don't think I'll be able to make it. Right. Mm-hmm. I just want to rest. Those days are the ones that you should go to the gym. Really? Right? Because now you're teaching your body to just adapt. Like, you know, maybe I'll get some heat for that. But I feel like on the days you want to quit, Mm -hmm. those are the days you need to keep going. You need to push. Mm. Because that's when you fully develop habits. Right? Let's say, like, I wake up 4.50 in the morning. I take my dog on a walk. Then I go work out. Okay. Out of 6 out of 10 days, bro, I don't want to wake up. Yeah. Right? I'm tired. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. But it's that habit that I've developed over many years that it's like, well, if I don't wake up right now, I'm not going to be mentally sharp. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm not going to feel the same. So, you know what? I wake up and then at the end of every workout, you're never going to regret it. Yeah. You're never going to say, oh, I just finished my workout. I can't believe I can. Yeah. And the thing is, like, I feel like you need to understand that you will fuck up at one. You know, you will fuck up. And mm-hmm. the thing is, like, getting back, and I think that's the most, the struggle, the most of people don't. It's like, oh, I already fucked up one day. Yeah, so just get to, back on the horse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I feel like that's, to me, that's the biggest issue. You know, it's like, yeah, one day, um, the second day, I'll, I'll, I'll do three more days next week. Yeah. You know? And I feel like thinking like that, it just messes up with you, you know? It's yeah, like, yeah. You don't know? punish yourself. Not at all. Like, if you, if you, you know, if you miss a day at the gym, if you ate bad over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Dude, just get back on the horse. It's yeah, not, it's not yeah. a big deal. It's a, it's we're talking about a marathon. Yeah, right. Think about a marathon. This isn't a a quick fix. Anyone that sells you a quick fix diet mm-hmm. is lying to you. Yeah, yeah. Right? And, it, and you feel like I feel now I I've seen it like one day is not gonna throw away your three week like you know work that you put on. You know, it's yeah. like it's it's, you, it's not going anywhere. It's just it's okay to fill one day, two days, but just getting back is the biggest thing. You know, because it's just you feel like, yeah, I already missed it, or you f- you do futuristic like f- 
fixes, like thinking like, oh, I'm going to do every day next week. Yeah. You know, but that next week never comes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, small steps, bro, and developing good habits with exercise and food, right? There's a lot of people out there that have, like, for example, if I work out, mm-hmm. I don't want to eat that burger because, you know, mentally, I think it's going to fuck up everything in my body. Mm-hmm. No, dude, enjoy that burger. If your friends are going out and you're saying no because I want to be fit, quote mm-hmm. unquote fit, but you're like missing out on all this like social interaction like i feel like you should enjoy yourself like you're also a human yeah right and part of your training is to be it needs to allow you to go get the ice cream part of your training should allow you to go get that burger because at the end of the day one burger Mm -hmm. is not gonna kill you yeah yeah that's what i'm saying and there's there's a really bad habit with that where i feel like a lot of people try to make it out to be like, oh, you shouldn't, you should avoid sugar, avoid carbs, avoid all this stuff. And yeah. there's a diet for everything. But I think the best thing that's going to work is if you're flexible. There's an 80-20 rule where 80% yeah. of the time, you know, you, you go work out, you try yeah, to eat yeah. healthy, you cook at home. And then that 20%, bro, get the ice cream, get yeah, the brownie, you know, get You the know cookies. what I really hate is like when you are showing people that you're working out and you're making better, like like decisions for your like health and when they see you like eating like a burger it's like ah, oh, i thought you were on a diet huh it's yeah, like you, got, yeah. you know it's like shut, shut the fuck up bro like yeah you know? let, let me enjoy this stuff dude i worked hard yeah, for this exactly day. man it's yeah. like why bro you know it's and then it's like what are you doing about it you know yeah. and i feel like that taboo is like and especially from us with we're, we're from honduras like i feel like i see that a lot of people when they see you working out and everything it's like, oh, that's, you know, like they, they, they have that mentality is you're only doing that for, you know, for this much or that yeah. local, you know, like you're crazy and all that stuff. So I think that, do you, do you think like, because I see, I was thinking, bro, like a lot of people in Honduras, like after their 40s, it's like they're, they're like overweight for yeah, some reason, yeah. you know, and, and I was trying to figure out what, what the reason is. It's just like, I think it's just the culture i think and then well yeah it's the culture but it's also the food but then it's also dude that's a good point because i just think and i'm you know let's talk back about honduras i feel like when when people get married down Mm -hmm. there or when they get together everything becomes around kind of revolves around the kids right Mm -hmm. like all right i'm married now i don't you know like i don't do anything but work okay right like Mm -hmm. I know my dad, he couldn't really do much after I was born, right? Because he had to provide, right? And my dad was a taxi driver back in the day. So anything that he could eat was on the street. So think about what you can find on the street in Honduras. You got, bro, baleadas. Yeah. You got carbs. Car, it's carbs, carbs on carbs, carbs, bro, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So, and then with my mom, it was basically the same thing. Yeah, we right. literally eat rice with corn tortillas. Right? Exactly. So mm-hmm. it was just carbs on carbs on carbs. And then you put that for X amount of years. What are you going to get? You're yeah. going to get obesity. Yeah. Right. And it becomes to that. It becomes around that. And then to add to the fact, there's not a big like fitness culture. Right. In, yeah. in our country. Mm-hmm. Right. That's like non-existent. I know like my grandparents, they live out in the country and they would walk miles a day mm-hmm. to, you know, to go into town. But that's kind of lost in the city, right? Mm-hmm. Like not, 
Like, I remember when we were in Honduras, like, back in, what, 2012, 2011? Yeah, yeah. And I, I don't know if you remember this, when we went to look for a gym. Oh, yeah. I remember and, that. In uh, Plaza Miraflores. Mm-hmm. And we went to look for a gym. Dude, we went in there, and there's probably, like, five people. Yeah. And the five people that were in there weren't necessarily, and like... Those machines were old as shit. They were old, bro. <laughs> yes. they were, it was a grimy gym. Yeah. And it was ex- OD expensive, too, for, like what you were paying you were not getting what you were paying for yeah yeah but it's like it's not even advertised down there bro like i can't think of like a big brand gym down there mm. but i knew where coco Aliada was yeah that's crazy that that's true like do you think that's just culture and overall like did you think like people just don't care or do they just don't know i don't know bro that's i mean like it's tough right because i'm sure there's people out there that are fitness freaks. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that there's people out there who love to go for hikes, running, whatever. Well, if you really think about it, there's a lot of people that play soccer down there. Yeah. Right? That's that's a big thing. Every Friday, every weekend, they go play soccer. But apart from that, I don't think people really do a lot of exercise. Not like in America. America, bro, you go to any gym, people are working out Monday through right. Sunday type thing. In Honduras, I don't think it's that much. And I would even go to say like, um, I don't think it's like that in Latin American countries, but I think it also comes down to the economy, right? Like your disposable income. There's only so much of that disposable income, right? Mm-hmm. Because think about it, you have a you have a job, right? Right, which probably doesn't pay you so well in Honduras. Okay. So let's go ahead and say like eighty percent to ninety percent of that goes into your housing, into bills, mm-hmm. into just staying alive, and then the remaining ten percent, you got to buy like clothes, you got to buy food you gotta buy you know what it is yeah whereas in the united states you're you're kind of i think you're paid better mm-hmm. right which allows you to say oh 30 dollars a month for a gym not bad 30 dollars a month for a gym in honduras it's expensive yeah mm-hmm. right it's very expensive and let's talk about like the cheapest gym here in the united states probably planet fitness ten dollars a month yeah right how much mm-hmm. is that in impedas oof right yeah, yeah and that's a lot and i and like let's even like I remember, like, think about when people go to McDonald's, you get uh-huh. the dollar menu, right? Yeah, yeah, I remember we were in high school, dude. We couldn't even afford the dollar menu. Yeah. Like, it was like Burger King. Yes, yes. And then we were like, it was like, I think during that time, it was like 36 lempiras. Yeah. So, like, 36 limps. So look yeah. it up. I don't, I don't, what's that, like, $2? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like, and we couldn't afford it. Yeah. Right? So, think about, like, the idea of spending $30 for a mm-hmm. gym membership. There's no way. Yeah, I think what it has a lot to do with it is the way, because like the way um, we are thought to fix problems in a way when it comes to health and fitness and all of that, right? For example, in Honduras, when someone's sick, you know, you go to the doctor, right? So we are thought to believe that whatever doctor tells us, that's it. You know, like obviously the doctor's gonna give you a painkiller, you know, but they're not gonna tell you what's ha- what 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 the reason to that is. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if for example someone is um obese in Honduras, I feel like cause I I've seen it a lot, like even in my family, um, they are obese, right? And they go to the doctor, the doctor tells them like, Hey, Stop eating this and this salt, and you know what they tell is to stop eating salt and stop eating whatever they tell them. Um, they l- start feeling better, 
you know, they go to the doctor, they feel better, and they're like, okay, that's it, you know, and they fall back into the same thing, yeah, you know, yeah. and and they don't go into deep into where, hey, listen, you need to exercise, you know, you need to eat better, like make it permanent, you know, yeah. like they fix the problem for them, like at that moment, but then, you know, it's gone. But then also like... I feel like if you if you look at the doctors just anywhere in the world, there's some doctors that aren't healthy either. Yeah, that that's the thing. That's what I'm saying though. Like you know, like we are thought to believe that. Yeah, whatever. what he says is yeah, right. Exactly. But like, half the time, I don't even feel like if you go to a general doctor, he does, probably doesn't really. I mean, like, I'm sure he has a general understanding of nutrition. Mm-hmm. Right? Does he apply it to his life? Maybe, maybe not. Right? Depending on your doctor, but also like, can he give you specific tips on how to be in terms of turn out your nutrition to prevent illness probably not bro yeah like, and the thing is and the thing is bro i, th- I feel like in those fields everything changes every day yeah you gotta get i mean like I mean, there's a new study that comes out every day basically yeah. right and so, then you have these doctors that just they graduated and how often do you do you have to like update yeah, yeah, you, do you gotta keep up with that yeah. you gotta keep up yeah, with it do yeah. they like test you and shit i'm pretty sure there's in order, if you're a doctor, I mean, I may be wrong, but I'm pretty sure if you're a doctor, you need to do stuff to keep your license active. Really? Yeah, I mean, like, I'm just going, I'm basing that off. Like, if you, let's say you get a license in real estate, mm-hmm. things in real estate change every day. Okay. And every year, a real estate agent needs to basically take an exam to okay. keep that alive. Yeah, because, like, let me actually look that up because do you have to? I mean, think about it. If a real estate agent, bro, which necessarily his knowledge isn't going to kill someone or prevent someone from dying mm-hmm. if he needs to get certified every year or recertified every year then a doctor definitely needs to do that yeah so apparently all physicians are required to renew their medical license each year by their birthday yeah yeah so i mean like they they definitely need to stay update and that's one of those things bro i mean like i don't i don't know how they do it cuz you go to school for like 20x years 20 20 years straight and then it's like you're not you're never done yeah you're never done right so still i mean the same thing with lawyers you got to be up to date with laws and stuff like that yeah so like somebody if somebody's struggling right now to get out and go to the gym what would you tell them i think the the biggest thing bro is just get up just do it just go just don't even take the thinking out of it right Mm -hmm. take the thinking out of it get up go Okay. When you get there, figure it out. You're already there, right? The when that first ba- battle, right? Okay. The first battle is whenever you open your eyes, you're thinking, "Oh man, it's so cozy in this bed." Mm-hmm. Just get up. Yeah. That alarm goes off. Just get up. Don't even think about it. Get up immediately. Throw some water in your face. <laughs> give yourself like two minutes of cold water. Okay. Once you're up, you're up, and just go. Okay. Right. I mean, like at the end of the day, it's just that, bro. I mean, it's a mental battle, right? Yes. But if you can win that first battle, then your whole day is just going to be. That's going to be the hardest decision you make all day. Mm -hmm. And if you can make the correct one, then you'll be good. Couldn't have said it better, man. Uh, But Eduardo Alvarez, thank you so much. Thank you everyone for staying in and listening to this whole hours, two hours basically. If you listened to the previous episode, Uh, thank you so much again, guys. Have a great day. Goodbye.